Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to The Phantom Zone, your one-stop shop for all things nerdy. If you like what you hear today, you can listen to our other episodes on a whole range of nerdy topics now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. My name is Chris Buick, and I'm joined once again by my friends and fellow nerds, Toby and Ian. How are you both? Hello. Hello, I'm yeah. fine. Good. <laughs> I'm doing well. <laughs> I'm doing great, because yes, uh, Saturday, Simone and I went to see a orchestral performance of Avatar The Last Airbender. Nice. And it was outstanding. Like, it was amazing. However, what was really cool is that next to us, there was this couple we ended up talking to called Dan and Emily, who I told to listen to the podcast. So I hope they are listening. But what was really funny is he stopped his girlfriend, Emily, from watching Avatar The Last Airbender. So she had never seen the show until she came to this orchestral performance. Okay. And it had so many spoilers in it. Okay, I, I have I have uh, many questions. Yeah. One, <laughs> I'm, well, one, I'm glad you finished Avatar with the phrase The Last Airbender, not just Avatar. Oh, no, um, I knew after how angry. It was so bad, it ruined two of your years. It ruined... <laughs> 2024 is not looking good either. Uh, <laughs> um, also, I mean, great that you recommend the podcast. Always good. Yeah. And if yeah. so, hi else, guys. Hi guys. Hi Dan and Emily. Hello. Nice to have you. And also, Dan, what the hell? Yeah, what's the problem, Dan? <laughs> yeah, you <yeah>, freak. <laughs> so she started watching it after he recommended it. Then he was like, "Oh, don't watch it without me." And then they never ended up watching it. And I was like. Then why did you bring her to this? Dan, you're a freak. Stop listening to this podcast now. See, Emily can stay. Emily, yeah, you're yeah. Emily, cool. Emily, you're yeah. cool. But like, yeah, poor her. She said, oh, the music's fantastic, but it spoiled everything. Like, You know what? Dan's I, I, the new Greg. God damn it, Dan. <laughs> yeah. God damn it, Dan. <laughs> Fucking damn it, Dan. Like, she was like, oh, so the bit they did, very emotional, Iroh singing on the tree. Oh, my God. Leaves on a vine. In tears. Oh, we were in tears, man. But then that, then the intermission was after that. And I heard her go, oh, so did the voice actor die for that old man? <laughs> and I was like, old man? That's Uncle fucking Ira. <laughs> and I had to be like, have you not seen this show? And she was like, no, never. <laughs> that's, that's, that's so mental. weird. That's mental. That's and so he, weird. he was like, oh, but I wanted to watch it together. And I was I mean, like, Dan, if what nothing the fuck? on you and Simone, because when I go to things, I, I don't want to talk to anybody. In fact, we're lucky if Kate yeah, can have a yeah. together. Same. Um, <laughs> you barely want to talk on air. You're like, fuck these guys. Yeah, even, even Louise, I'm just like, shh. <laughs> we only talk at home. <laughs> we're out now. <laughs> we're only talking our dedicated two hours a day. <laughs> this is when the, Wait, the sounds, last time. Sounds like Dan and Emily are like that. They don't even watch stuff together. <laughs> God damn, damn it. Oh, oh Dan, anyway, you, well, you welcome Dan and Emily. You're a mug, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> we all we, love our listeners. We we love you both. We love all our listeners. Um, I was told the other day, I was told the other day our intros are too long, and this is not okay. helping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. no. Um, we well, we're here this week actually to talk about one of the biggest sci-fi comedy franchises of all time, Ghostbusters. So, 2024 not only marks the release of the latest entry in the canon with Ghostbusters Frozen Empire set to release in March, but it also marks the incredible 40 years since four guys by the names of Spengler, Stance, Zedmore, and Vinkman strapped on a, a proton pack for the first time to save New York from a whole army of ghosts, including one giant man made of marshmallow. Delicious. We'll be taking nom, a look nom, back. Nom. nom nom indeed. We'll be taking well, <laughs> not when I was young. I was terrified. We'll get into that. <laughs> we'll be taking a look back at that film and its legacy and creating one of the most recognizable film franchises of all time. So, guys, I want to start off with a few questions. Firstly, what are our first memories of Ghostbusters? Toby. To be honest, I actually remember the cartoon more than the movie. The the animated TV series that Yeah, I remember that. Piece. And I <laughs> I've actually got a confession. Ghostbusters movies have always been a letdown because I always used to love the animated show and Slime, Slimer was one of my favorite characters in it because, you know, he's a cool little character and he's only in like two minutes worth of the movie. So I, I watched it for the first time. I was so <laughs> disappointed that Slimer wasn't in it all the way through. He's almost like a pet that is yeah, in the it's been like, series. <laughs> I've kind of been begrudging of the Ghostbusters franchise ever since. He's like your real MVP. He's your main character. Yeah, and I, I used to have a bunch of the toys 
um, where like uh, their their body parts would sort of split in half, and they'd be sort of like Jesus. Yeah, it was really visceral. Yeah, for kid there toys. were some dark toys. Oh, there were God. some dark toys. But, <laughs> like googly eyes would sort of pop out, and bits of their body parts would just sort of fall off. It was really crazy. But I was it horrendous. Yeah, yeah, I had sort of my hit. yeah. They were my first sort of foray into the Ghostbusters, and it was only sort of as I got older I appreciated the first two movies more. Yeah, I I you know I agree. I remember watching the animated series a lot and. Hashtag justice for Slimer. I agree. You know he's not in it nearly <laughs> nearly enough. Um, but he, but that sh- that animated series as well for me um, was it was weird. It had some really strange moments and yeah. episodes in it that you know kids kids shows back in the day, man, they could get away with a lot. Of didn't stuff. hold your hand. They didn't. No, it did not. Hand. It did not. Uh, Ian, Ghostbusters first memories. Yeah. Uh, me and my dad used to watch Ghostbusters. Me, my, my dad and I had like um, film nights pretty much together most weeks, and like we'd also watch TV shows on weekdays. Um, and like we rewatched all of Only Fools and Horses, and we rewatched all of Dad's Army. Um, Only Fools and Horses really badly dated. That does not work anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. anymore. No, that's not good. You only see it in a bar in Spain on the south coast when you know not good. with some but, Union Jacks outside. But you know. but Dad's Army, I actually think, is probably aged better because of its timelessness. But we're not here to talk about that. On our film nights, which would be Fridays, we would pick a film. It would be like um, the. It would be which ones did we watch? Uh, Bill and Ted, ones that we just discussed. Classics. Uh, we would watch um, some more classic, like Alien, we watched as well, things like that. But Ghostbusters was one of the ones that I would be like, let's watch Ghostbusters. I'm a big fan of that. Um, and that's my first memory of it. We watched part one and part two. Uh, and then I have not watched anything else since then. <laughs> yes. So um... my apologies as well. My phone went off for a second there. So like that's why I got slightly distracted. If anybody heard that, I was like, what the fuck was so, that? <laughs> you're, you're a busy man. Maybe it's maybe it's the Ghostbusters calling. I don't know. I was um... about to say it, especially talking about ghosts. I was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Ian, you just mentioned that obviously the sequels have kind of not I have attempted it, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, yeah, we'll talk about the sequels and I guess more questions around legacy and franchise and continuations of things um, as we go on. But sticking with the first one, I remember watching it when I was very young. I've mentioned on this podcast before, and again, sorry, mom, but she was very lax in what she let me watch when I was a child. So, you know, anything that was a bit, you know, out of my age range. She was just like, it's fine. What's the worst could have? Jaws at six years old, for example, was very formative in my childhood and still is to this day. And things like Ghostbusters, when Shoah, the documentary on uh, the Holocaust, you were like, yeah, let's yeah, get sure. that on. It's, it's, hist- it's a history lesson. It's light. Um, it's, light. it's breezy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so things like Ghostbusters, I remember watching it very young and thinking it was great. And obviously this crazy sci-fi comedy, but then when you get older, you realize like, oh, there's a lot, there's some jokes I didn't get until, you know, you're a bit older and you think, oh yeah, um, shouldn't probably be watching that when I was, you know, younger, but we digress, different time. Um, But like like I say, these kind of films and TV shows were, you know, different in the day. You wouldn't get that, you wouldn't get that for younger kids now. Whereas I think the TV show as well, as Toby mentioned, had some moments in it that you think this is a kid's show and it shouldn't be at times you know there was a lot of that going on it should then. be but I, th- I think you, it should give be. me an example i haven't i haven't i never saw the animated show so give me an example of something i, that you'd I can't I, I i mean i can't think of it at all. Toby might be better but i just remember thinking sometimes coming away thinking of it and then being like a child yeah. thinking about it late at night going oh my god <laughs> there's ghosts and you know this <laughs> like things get possessed and things like it's always a Fly bit around. more gory. Well, I guess not really gory, yeah. but more kind of like the red like and hostile. You, you, you know, yeah. No, no, no. What it really reminds me of is kind of it kind of cut the edge a little bit like Ren and Stimpy. You know, it'd have the extreme close-ups and oh. everything looked a little bit gross, so that they yeah. wouldn't shy away from the, the gross out. Kind of like the yeah. boys I was talking about. You know, so they would morph body parts and things like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There, okay. there was there was. Yeah, that kind of body horror element to, yeah. I guess, the gore. It was less Scooby Doo, more. Cool. It was like it was. It, yeah. it was. 
yeah, it wasn't like Scooby Doo, you know, that kind of ghost horror, air ghost stuff going on. It was a bit more uh, closer to the knuckle, I think, at times. Um, but I've I've loved Ghostbusters for years. I've always loved it. I have seen all the other ones, yeah. which we'll get into with varying <clears throat> returns of enjoyment. Um, but you know, what I also want to get into is, I guess, what. Toby's already touched on it, but did we have any like kind of toys as a kid? I remember having, you know, the Ghostbusters on there. I always wanted a proton pack when I was little, but you know, didn't have the skills to make one or the money to buy one. So, and, and I got neither, but um, I now I'm older. I, I now have a Lego Ecto-1, which I love. Fantastic. I thought you were going to say, I now have a proton pack. I, I, now have, I now have built one in my of nuclear reactor. I have a yeah. nuclear reactor on my back right now. Yeah, but did we have did we have any fun toys or any memorabilia that we loved when we were a kid or anything we wish we could have got? I mean, always wanted a. What was the trap called? It wasn't the proton one. That there was a few. There was a fair few Ghostbuster toys. Oh, you mean the one where they throw it under? Yeah, and it, it captures yeah. the, the ghost like. They're, like the whole thing, I kind of wanted the set, you know, the proton pack and the, the trap. It was kind of like hand in hand and they were always really cool. I had a few, like, uh, again, representing Slimer, had a fair few Slimer toys. I don't know why, I don't know what it was about him. Bloody loved Slimer. I, I loved Slimer. I'm, I'm a slimy boy. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a slimy boy. I want my Slimer. <laughs> I love me some Slimer. I love me some Slime. But yeah, I think that that's sort of the, the toy. There were so many. An Ecto-1 would have been cool. I don't think I ever had an Ecto one. Some of my friends think... had some, and I was jealous. I wanted to steal them. I stole them. They I did steal them. <laughs> um, I didn't. I mean, I had toys as a kid. I was about to say I didn't really have toys as a kid. I did have toys. You had <laughs> puppets, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had mannequins. No, um, I had. Uh, I had like. Um, I think maybe the Ghostbusters sort of toys and stuff were maybe just before my generation, maybe. Um, I think enough. Ghostbusters, in terms of the hype of it, became more of a nostalgia of watching like that older film. Yeah. Um, I I did see because I bloody loved Lego as a kid, um, and a lot of my action figures were like X Men action figures and things like that. So I was really into comic books as a kid. Not much has changed there, um, but I do remember seeing a Lego set of the full thing. So mm -hmm. you, the whole Ghostbusters like uh, fire station with Ecto One, the whole gang, and I yeah. was like. That would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool to have. Just as a nerd, I would be yeah. like, I have that. I have that in my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mine is not currently out at the moment, which is for It is from the 2016 film. I must caveat, but it's okay. Um, I'm gone. See you in a bit. It's it's still, <laughs> it's, um, it's it's still it's still a cool car to have. I was yeah. I remember growing up for ages one and and the one and only time I've been to Legoland, I saw it on the shelf and I was like, I have to have it. So yeah. Um, so I've, I've I've fulfilled the childhood dream if if nothing else. Um, but yeah, we're now you know forty years on from the original Ghostbusters, and we'll get, again we'll get into the sequels in a minute. But I guess you were talking about things that you know only Fools and Horses doesn't stand the test of time. It's very dated. Um, it does not. Does Ghostbusters stand the test of time? I think the first one does, and I guess we can sort of move on to the legacy of the second ones. Uh, the second ones, the sequels, moving forward. But I, I feel like the first one did because it. Yeah, there's a few dated jokes and like there's references. Well, not even references. They're using old technology like phones and things like that. Mm -hmm. But I, I kind of always, it's of that era where they they really nailed it for sort of like timeless classics because it was the same as like Back to the Future. Yeah, you it was know, a good, they, it was a good time. That there was dated technology, and when you put some of the the science fiction elements to it today, you're a bit like, well, we've got something better than that right now, but not a ghost capturing machine, but you know, things of that nature. But it, I, I, felt, I don't know. Have you seen what I've got in my house? Oh my god, <laughs> my Ouija board! But I, I feel like they they kind of seem timeless. Like a lot of the jokes, they still land because um, they're they're kind of situational and they don't really. I wouldn't say any of the jokes particularly dated in the sense they don't reference anything dead on like this historical moment in time. Oh, so it's so president. Kind of, exactly. You know, exactly. Yeah. No, I don't think they mention that sort of stuff. No, it's, it's very much more just the situational jokes or just the jokes of 
the subject matter at hand, you know, be it a ghost sliming people or maybe giving Dan Aykroyd a secret blowjob. Yes. But you know, <laughs> I, had to, I didn't understand I, that. I get it in there. This is kind of what I was alluding to earlier. Oh, <laughs> oh, subtlety of my art, Chris. Um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, things like that. I just, they're timeless. I think they kind of, they weren't really of the zeitgeist. It was just, they age well a lot of the jokes and none of them mm. feel particularly dated in my eyes. Yeah. I, I think I agree with that. I think, you know, like sometimes like films can almost be time capsules of their era. And because of that, it makes them timeless. And like, you know, if we are using only fools and horses, I guess, as an example, that's what we're using comparing Ghostbusters. I mean, they are very um, similar. <laughs> the issue is, I guess, with only fools and horses is there is like dialogue and situations that probably don't hold up in comedy anymore and um i also think the era of which it comes from this sort of wheeler dealer you know trying to make a quick buck era has gone now it's not really how things are it's more just like can i actually live in my house you know can, is the cost of living going to catch up with me you know how rather... many feet picks do i have to sell before i can stay <laughs> yeah. in my house for another year <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the new only fours and horses only fans <laughs> only fans and horses but yes where is Hold on, hold on. Yeah. That <laughs> That's comedy gold. That's, it's on here first. We've got it. Um, but with Ghostbusters, I agree with Toby. I agree with Toby that because it, it's very, it is very in the eighties. It's music is eighties. Its whole vibe is very much in the eighties. But because of that, I feel like you can watch it with an element of nostalgia, knowing it's of that era. And it, ha it it doesn't have like a joke that's at the expense of people at that time or referencing somebody at that time. It's not going, oh, bloody Reagan, am I right? It doesn't do stuff like that because like people be no. like, what the fuck is this? Whereas it's like, it's more character study. Like I've, I like at the beginning is, um, is it Bankman? Who's um, Bankman. Bill Murray's character? Yeah, yeah, Bankman, so, yeah. Yeah, when he's doing yeah. the psychic test and he's such like a, He's such a seedy guy who's hitting on this woman. He's yeah. a professor who shouldn't really be doing that. And he's making this poor guy get electrocuted. That's yeah. a funny situation. Yeah. Like, you don't need a time zone on that, yeah. if you get what I mean. So, yeah, I think it is timeless. I think they also really, like, hit the landmarks, which never really, you know, unless they've got the Twin Towers, sadly, they don't date as much. You know, the big thing in this was True. the the Statue of Liberty, wasn't it? You know, so... yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a mainstay. Yeah, yeah. It's always going to be a mainstay unless something terrible happens. The, but... it's, what's what's the building as well near it? The Eisner building? Is that the other one or something? I don't know. But there's that really iconic one, not the Empire State. It's the one with the that's got like a strange top. That's in this a lot as well. Yeah. And that's still there. You know, yeah. good point. Yeah. It's, it's, it's New York. You know, New York is in itself timeless. Yeah. New York is a New York is much yeah. a character in films these days. As, I love as, how many know, times and, we've and, said and, in these podcasts the film's really a character in this. <laughs> the, the the city's a character yeah, in this film. It really is. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you've got nothing else the, to say. Go back to the classic. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but it's true. I don't. I think yeah, they they're very careful, and I think films that will stand the test of time are and not dating themselves. I think you mentioned Back to the yeah, Future, which is a great film, obviously. But then you look at things like Back to the Future 2, where it kind of hamstrings itself by referencing a future which we have now passed that will, you know, ultimately look well. That's obviously mm -hmm. jokes about Jaws 17 and things are funny. But when you then look back, having gone past that point or so far beyond the times it references, then it starts to lose it a bit. I think the, the thing about things like Back to the Future and Ghostbusters is even if Ghostbusters did do that and had some dated issues, what you've got is f four, well, even five, six, seven strong actors, comedy actors who can sell the film and it doesn't matter if they're in new york obviously new york is you know it's a character in the film itself um as we said but um they could it, this film could have been set in another city it could have been set in san francisco it could have been set in chicago it could have been set anywhere the film is made by those people and the story and the characters and the whole premise around it and i think even if it had certain things in it that you know oh, like 
big thing about how it's 1984, it still wouldn't matter because I think the film in itself and its story is timeless and you watch it for the story rather than worrying about yeah. when and where it is necessarily. And I think that's what, for me, when I look back and watch it 40 years on, I still think, yeah, this is this is still a classic. This is still one of the great comedy films of all time, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. And I think that I think the other thing to add is like its comedy is like very timeless. Like there's just so many great bits that you go, this mm-hmm. is really funny. And simple things as well, like when they first turn on the Proton Packs and the sound happens. And then the two of them slowly move away yeah. from him. <laughs> like that's a really funny gag. It's that you don't that sort of humor isn't going to suddenly be like, well, that's dated. It's like, no, that works. It still works. And I think the other thing as well is they don't shy away from, yes, it's a comedy f- film, but they don't shy away from the horror aspect as well. Cause there are some bits, you oh, know, for yeah, a kid, definitely. for a kid, they'd be genuinely scary. You know, they, they would be on par with say like poltergeist and things like that, of that era, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, case in point, the first, sort of scene yeah. when they're in the library I was gonna say and yeah. you know when when you grab her which is hilarious but then she just turns and honestly you've just it's full on like like you say like you would expect in a poor yeah. guy's kind of ghost movie kind of visuals it's not played down it's quite scary and laugh, the hell the hellhound scene is scary terrifying yeah yeah things coming up the things coming up the ground when you know and the montage the montage of like the... different when the ghosts are all going crazy yeah you've got the montage, the, when they're all the being released driver, from the that's really creepy and like though, for, for a family driver. film they because yeah. it is it's a family friendly film it's it's it doesn't shy away from that sort of thing which these days you know we're gonna sound like old men but these days Kids, kids today is they can't handle the horrors. It's just they, they, get off my lawn. They, it's always more safe bets in sort of the modern day films, and it's wow. it's the exceptions mm. when you're like, oh, that really that challenged the status quo. That's why it sort of yeah. stood out. Whilst I think Ghostbusters just sort of went full hock. They were like, this is the subject matter. This is what we want to do, mm. and they nail it. Yeah, yeah. They're busting ghosts. Yeah, this is like what you said precisely. Yeah, but they said Zool and they had Hellhounds yeah. on the top of the building at the end. You know, it's, you know, it's it's quite, it's terrifying. It's quite, you know, it's a lot to, you know, and, when you're a young child. To, you know, <laughs> yeah, well, to I was just about to say, Chris, it sounds like you're talking from experience of having flashbacks here of like, this stuff. I, I you, really am. You mentioned you were quite scared of the Stave Puff, the Marshmallow Man. And I actually thought that Marshmallow Man was the cutest monster yeah. in the world. Like when he gets really angry and he's like, <laughs> I'd argue to a point. But when he starts going on fire and he's a flaming yeah. ball of marshmallow, if you saw that coming towards you, you'd shit yourself. I just I keep imagining how tasty he would have smelled. Mm. Oh, it just smelled great. New York would have smelled great for him. It's weeks. the first time it ever it would ever smell. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. Love no, I love New York. York. No, I love, I love New York. New York. Just yeah, I'm just gonna say that. New York is <laughs> come at me, New York. <laughs> yeah. But it's got character. Yeah. It's, um, it's a character in its own right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the I smell. I, yeah. I just, <laughs> I, I just feel like that is. I love the design of that that monster though. Like I know it is a character, but the way they just animate it. The, yeah. Well, not animate. It's like it's somebody moving in it. It's just so great, and like it looks really heavy yeah. and like lumbering I, down the yeah, street stop motion yeah i love the way they shoot it so that it looks like it's like just under the really yeah. tall buildings but it's actually probably yeah. it's probably about six the question high. is I would that classify that. as a kaiju these days would you put the yeah, yeah. marshmallow yeah, yeah. man as the kaiju oh. Godzilla, Godzilla versus, versus marshmallow, versus man. marshmallow, marshmallow man. man i love that one atomic <laughs> breath and it's all over Godzilla, Godzilla's bringing s'mores. Um, <laughs> Delicious. Oh, I'd watch it. I'd watch it. Um, yeah, me too. Any other scary moments or any other moments we think are like the classic like one-liners for me? I, I like the phrase, listen, do you smell something? And then obviously you've got... Um, there's 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 one line in there which I always find funny when they are about to go up to the roof to see um, Zool and he goes... Where do these stairs go? And then yeah. they go up, <laughs> and it's just like little, it's like little moments like that. And I think this is just it's that comedy, yeah. comedy genius from the writing, obviously Hal Remis and Dan Aykroyd, but also the 
the delivery is spot on from everyone. Even um, Annie yeah. Potts' character, Janine, is yeah, great. She's got yeah, brilliant yeah. one-liners, and she's just so deadpan. I love it. Um, anything else from you guys that stands out? Uh, uh, one of my favorite ones is when uh, Venkman. It, there's a lot of Venkman where um, he's challenging. I forget the guy's name, um, uh, and they're like he, Dickless over here, and it's like, is he telling the truth? It's true. The man has no dick. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's interesting about that is, um, for, first of all, William Afton, who plays Walter Peck in this, yes. and is also in Die, yes, in die right. Hard as um, uh, Dick Formberg, um, plays such a good yeah. douchebag yeah. in films. Um, but apparently, so since in play after this film, people would try and fight him in yeah, bars because this. of how annoying he does, and people which and kids specifically would shout <laughs> at him in the street for years. So I was like, as good as he is, that's a that's a that's, that's a, a legacy to have for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> that is a legacy. But he, he plays does. such a good asshole. He does. He does. He's so good yeah. in this. Um, I don't. I think any other. Yeah, moments? one for me. Um, who it's not really like the one slimer scene, one liner, the one slimer, <laughs> the one slimer I, scene. Slimed me. <laughs> um, no, the 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 one for me, um, is like the um next door neighbor of um Sigourney Weaver's character, yeah, yeah. Um, that I really like. There's a there's a single take actually, it's a long single take of him having a dinner party and it's people that he doesn't like at all it's just his clients and he's doing it because yeah. he wants to have a tax break and i just love it's a tax yeah break. i love yeah. there's a whole scene <laughs> which is just following him around this room being like oh you know i've got a tax break because i can write this all off on this yeah it's like, what yeah, is he's, this in here? he's like yeah he's like you join the cheese or tax i mean rick, yeah, the tax deductible. rick moranis was great in this because i i loved um he, he made all that up by the way really that entire yeah. scene yeah i i, I, I could the believe whole it. scene he, that guy's yeah asking that guy's people the genius. cheese and being like oh, i can write that off it's all good it was all him making it up as he went that's along. mad that's great i, but I, I think I his chase that. from the the hellhound was pretty great yeah yeah, yeah. when he's yeah. up against like no one because <laughs> yeah, yeah. i think that was like the first proper trope where someone's running away from like an invisible sort of monster so to speak in a public area but no one can see what it is and he's mm. he's running for the hills, and everyone's just like, "What is this crazy man doing?" And Rick Moranis sells yeah. it completely. When when so the creature's good. there, oh, and when he's, when it's without, and you're right, when he goes up against the glass, he just slides down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and him him and Sigourney Weaver is like, "I am the key." What was it? The key maker, and this, that, and the other. Yeah, I am the key maker. I am the gatekeeper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's great in this he is just really good i love when he like he's this little creep who's like clearly just hitting on sigourney weaver and it's not going well sigourney weaver's not interested and he's just like yeah you know we could totally go to this place it's a really good one he's just making that up the whole time i'm like what a guy what a guy that is so funny that he's just ad-libbing all these lines and they were just like yeah just go with it just make it up as you go I love Rick Moranis. Yeah, he's, he's he's great in this. Yeah. He's great in the second one as well. But um, yeah, I think yes, yeah, Sigourney Weaver's great yeah. in this. Obviously, she she's coming off the back of playing Ripley, so to see her in this kind of film, kind of, I think everyone was a bit. From what I was told at the time, was like everyone was like, "Hold on, she's going to be in Ghostbusters," yeah. and she she's Ellen Ripley, but it's like she's great in it. You know, and her. Um, she's got good comic timing. Well. I was going to say she's got great. She does chops because her in Galaxy Quest is is brilliant. Yes. Absolutely, and I think so good. Um, Galaxy Quest. Oh, we need Galaxy to talk Quest. about Galaxy Quest at some point. Yeah. I love Galaxy Quest. Um, but to go toe to toe with someone who's like Bill yeah. Murray, who is you know comedic timing and that was sort to of top a of his game, wasn't it? Just sure. Yeah, I feel so like this got, film kind of shows... made the legend of Bill Murray. Really, didn't it? It's yeah. like one of those ones. Oh, that, like, so to, to for her to be that good in this, it's like yeah, every woman's great. Everyone's great. Even Dan Aykroyd and his. Great. I think that's another reason why this <laughs> probably holds up because Dan Aykroyd like really believes in like the occult and weird stuff like that. He does, and he I does. think in, in fairness to him, you can tell that he's written this with tender love and care. Like he really wanted to write something about ghosts that was funny because he's a comedian, but also like get the universe that he likes and that world that he believes in and getting it in there. And like, even with all that, it's really good. It's really good. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. Um, write what you know, right? The top. 
Yeah. Right where yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get those crystal skulls. Was- <laughs> <into them. laughs> yeah. Full of gin. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was it was the top grossing film of nineteen eighty four. Did it beat Beverly Hills Cop? It beat Beverly Hills Cop by five million dollars. Interesting. Um, I thought Beverly Hills Cop uh, won. Yes. This is domestic. I'm not sure about worldwide, but I'm just oh. going off to domestic from the numbers.com. Ghostbusters is um was number one. Uh Beverly Hills Cop as well. Interesting because Eddie there, Murphy uh, turned this down for Beverly Hills Cop. He he did. He did. Um I mean arguably still a good film. Oh yeah, no, classic um, as well, yeah. Classic. Yeah. Um it also be at Temple of Doom, the you know, I wouldn't say it's the worst Indiana not, Jones, not, you know. No, no, but it's had two other <laughs> Yeah, I was yeah say, oh, no, no, definitely not. It also it also be uh, Gremlins, Karate Kid, Police Academy, Footloose, Star Trek Three, Splash, Romancing the Stone, all these kind Absolute of films that we're there. knocking yeah, about. Yeah, the best classic. Christmas movie oh, ever made. Nine eight four Yeah. I mean it also beat the else also beat the Terminator. Oh wow. oh, wow. Damn. Yeah, but not Terminator yeah, 2, which is uh, the better film. Yes. Yeah, yes. I mean, it's a family-friendly film, so I guess it's a wider audience that can see it. Yeah, it's true. I mean, do you not do you not believe Terminator is a family-friendly film? <laughs> I loved it as a 10-year-old. Do you not? Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, I loved it too. Um, but that kind of brings me on to my next point. So as of even with all the sequels and today, which we'll get into again in a second. I feel like you're just putting off these sequels so much. We'll get yeah, into I am. It. We'll get into it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> the franchise, as of yet, obviously this will change when the new one comes out, hasn't hit a billion dollars. Yeah, that makes sense. Overall. Yeah, right. Which, there are other franchises that have made a um, billion dollars with less films uh, recently. There are films with as many, uh, franchises with many, that haven't also hit bonus. For example, Scream has never hit a billion dollars. Halloween, uh, Predator, Final Destination, and Home Alone have all not hit a billion dollars, and they've got roughly the same amount of Kind of go, yeah, that makes sense. But they're consistent. Apart from Scream, they're Apart consistent to a degree. To a degree. What I notice about them is they're all kind of skewing more. Apart from Home Alone, unless you think Kevin's a psychopath, which he is. Um, is they're skewing to a much yeah. older audience, Scream, Halloween, etc. Whereas Ghostbusters isn't. I've, I I am actually a bit surprised that it do, it hasn't made a billion dollars yet. But you know, um, I, I, I just find it interesting. Not yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I think. Well, no, no. You go ahead, Chris, because I have I was, well, on the franchise. So, so, I, so I, I'm just I'm just thinking of it as a as a I guess a franchise, not just from film, but just as a as, as a iconic piece of media culture pop culture that it would have generated whether whether it merits it or not considering the performance of the other films i thought i'm just surprised it hasn't even well, I think the, a billion yeah it's close I think the but difficulty is that they really haven't ever ca- recaptured the magic in the bottle of the first one because the first one is mm. without a doubt the best the second one yeah like i like it but it's just it doesn't capture the same magic and it's, it, it doesn't and have it, the a lot of it repeats thing. itself and then they've subsequently gotten worse and worse i didn't mind afterlife i think Neither afterlife did I. it didn't recapture it but it it if force awakens is a reimagining of a new hope afterlife was a reimagining of the first i've got to get star wars in there come on come on it's me but it, yeah, it, it's true. kind of that's the reimagining true. of the first ghostbusters move in getting all the old players back in into into the movie but it's yeah i it's i i can see why it hasn't because it's just never really recaptured that and i think what has kept ghostbusters so long standing is because the first movie did have so many iconic scenes and so many iconic and memorable bits to it it the nostalgia can only get you so far there does have to be good quality and Mm -hmm. a lot of the things that have broken a billion most of the subsequent sequels whilst not necessarily being as good there has been that has had Mm. better sequels i.e like empire strikes back and some may say other ones but ghostbusters it just hasn't like the first film was its peak and it's kind of just ebbed and flowed ever since i couldn't agree more i actually think you've really summed up the issue i i so in preparation for this podcast i tried to watch the 2016 um uh Ghostbusters and I stopped because not because you know women god well, yeah, Shapiro, get out of here he's, a bit he's back again bitch. he's back again 
It's the eyebrows. It's the eyebrows. He's cut it in. He's telling me Ghostbusting's a man's job. Get out of here. I don't even know what that means. And the problem is it was it was really boring. Like it's not it wasn't like and you have funny actors in it. The yeah. actresses who all in their main roles are really funny, but the the writing's so boring. The jokes don't like, land. It's, they don't land. No, the, they the don't. The acting is fine. It's good. They have a good cast, but what they're trying to do is exactly what you're saying, uh, Toby. Which is, I think, a broader problem with you know the film industry at the moment. Not everything needs to be a franchise. No. And like the first Ghostbusters film was like they really did something clearly written by a guy who believes in ghosts and aliens and all that kind of stuff and wanted to make something that he really liked and was funny and he made that and it's really catching lightning in a bottle the second one i think is still quite funny but it's just the first film again and it doesn't hit as hard the rest of it is just like stop making things a franchise that don't need to be a franchise like that i don't need it's not star wars it's not like what other big franchise films are there that like i just feel like in the wake of you know avengers and and the the franchising of film industry things are like we've got to like look back and what can we use yeah and i just ghostbusters just would have never been something to me that i'm like gotta be a bloody franchise it's gotta be a franchise you know yeah but you've got to move action figures and you've got to move lego sets and you've yeah. got to move merch are they is days. that a big thing like is that a big thing it like, is. You've... there's a ma- it's a, it's a ma- they get massive toy making deals for all these kind of no no i mean Marvel for film, ghostbusters i mean it's just for ghost but i don't know i'm just i agree with toby everything toby said was right wait i think i think i think i think you're absolutely right i think the first film untouchable classic in my opinion you know it's 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 going to be great for years to come still the second one is fine but when you hit a home run with your first one it's always going to be hard and it does just follow a lot of the same footsteps as the second one so you know it's fine but when you've got the first one you don't need yeah. that second one the 2016 version is a is a good example of having great comedic actors because those yep. four women are really all funny fantastic yeah. to be to be to be absolutely clear, they are fantastic, funny people, and obviously no, they're not. They're women. Stuff. Get out of here, Ben! God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> but the but the but the story, the film, the rest of it wasn't there, and you can't. As good as they are, there's only so much I, they can do with a film that yeah. is not going to work. I think ultimately. we joke about Ben Shapiro just now, but I actually turned to Simone and said, "It's sad when the discourse and arguments about this film are funnier." than the film like yeah. one yeah, of the things i heard true. people say yeah one of the things i was hearing people say was like well ghostbusting's a man's job that is hilarious that is the dumbest shit i've ever heard of a made-up job where you go and fight ghosts is a man's job yeah. well, that is hilarious that is comedy gold you fucking idiot but then the actual film i was like None of this is funny. Like none of this is really that funny. There's some. Bits <laughs> none of this is funny. Like... It should have been a man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a man's job. Oh man, he's here again. God, just settle he's, in now. He's with us always. <laughs> I abs- I absolutely don't agree with the people who wrote off this film, no. that film before it was even no. out. Well, as soon as they said we're going to make a Ghostbusters film, it's going to have female leads. Every- there was horrendous yeah, people on the internet. Ridiculous. So, that that is that is not. But ultimately. The film doesn't deliver. It's atypical of like Indiana Jones at the moment. It's the exact same thing. It doesn't need to be a franchise. Let it go. It's not. It's it's just it's just boring writing. And I mean, I haven't seen Afterlife. Neither of you seem that infused by it. I'm not going to lie. I mean, there's this. I enjoyed it, and I think I think the problem is is it's a film built around nostalgia, and mm-hmm. we we've seen time and time again that that doesn't necessarily equate to a good film you know if there's a good story behind it there were some good bits to it and i think they honored um harold ramus well enough but yeah i mean it was interesting it opened the door again to make a sequel and i think that's really what they were after I, th- I think for me, Afterlife, what it does is it, it does well to build excitement about Ghostbusters yeah. to a degree. Mm-hmm. 
because it the way it kind of brings back things like the car and all the stuff etc and it so some of the nostalgia bits it does really well but some of the nostalgia bits it's so heavy-handed and i'm referring but i don't care spoil it's fine i don't care i'm referring to the end when we bring back our legacy yeah. characters of you know uh bill murray dan Aykroyd, and um yeah. ernie hudson i feel that's so ham-fisted and so heavy-handed in how yeah. they do that that it kind of i i was re- i was actually quite enjoying the film up to that point and it really took me down a couple of score points i guess in terms of the film um i just don't like the way they handled it i think bringing ghostbusters back for a new fresh generation i'm all for because i loved ghostbusters as a kid and if kids can get into it it's not my ghostbusters i'm always going to have the 1984 version but there were elements to it that i really enjoyed it's got good action it's got good moments but it does play heavily on nostalgia rather than trying to become its own thing um so it it hamstrings itself and based on what's happening in Frozen Empire, you'll get those characters coming back as well, including Bill Murray, uh, yeah. et cetera, as well as some other characters from previous, including Walter Peck. Yeah. So they're all, they're going to lay into that even more. So it doesn't bode well for me. I'm, I still want to see it. I want to see it too. I just think it's going to, the more you're saying about how they're bringing this person back, I feel like you're going to get to the point where there's so many characters, no one really gets to be a character, they just become props within mm. the film. You know, mm. the old legacy characters, they're point. back because they're the legacy characters, not because they've got anything new to add. And the new characters just keep perpetuating the, the, the plot of the film just to keep the legacy characters invested. Preach, Toby. Preach. That is so true. Like, I. Two for two. Yeah, I was just about to say, like, why is it like oh guys look what peck's back look at this guy look at him like i don't what the fuck like i don't he's still dickless <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like okay yeah he's sure. he's not he's clear he's not gonna be stubbornly working for the the environmental protection agency he's he will retire yeah. so what is he it's doing like, i don't why you know? do we need this yeah. like as you say they become props on themselves and then like what are we really watching? We're not watching a film anymore. We're watching, we are literally, we've got those remember berries and we're just going, remember, remember this? Remember? Yeah. It's like, I don't need a franchise of Ghostbusters. I don't need it. I don't need this. See, I, see I'm, I'm, I'm part of the problem because I love Ghostbusters <laughs> and if they make Ghostbusters, I will watch it. You're the problem, However, Chris. I am the problem. I am the problem. Hey, everyone's got their thing. But they're never True. gonna. They're never gonna be able if they if they do want to make a success of it and make it something for the future. They're never gonna do that by yeah. hacking to the past constantly. Do a do it's a Slimer like... spinoff. I'd watch that. Me too. Just, oh, just Slimer. oh, you got me. You got me. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Slimer oh, origin sorry, story. Him. Yeah, just him. Where like where he from? came from. That'd be good. Yeah. Where did Slimer come from? Well, what actually, is you know the? I'm sure. <laughs> What the fuck is that? Um, um, I'm sure uh, this has been said before and maybe you guys know is that he was meant to be so the four Ghostbusters it was meant to be, uh, what's his face? Uncle Buck. Oh, John Candy. Um, John Candy. Yeah, but he died. So, oh, you mean no? John, John Belushi was meant to. Was be, it John Belushi? I thought it was John Ken. John Belushi. No, because um, Dan Acker and John Belushi were like the comedy. Oh, the Blues Brothers, of course. And he, yeah. What's the John yeah, Belushi? He, I thought it was John Candy. He, he, so Dan Aykroyd wrote Ghostbusters originally for him and John Belushi to basically travel through space and time fighting monsters. And John Belushi died. They shelved the project. Then Harold Ramis came on and said, maybe we should set this in New York in a bit of reality. And that's how we have the Ghostbusters we have today. There's an interest. So if you go on Netflix, there's a series called Movies That Made Us. Um, which has like all these kind of classic films. They've got one on Die Hard, Home Alone. They've got one on Ghostbusters. Yeah. It's very interesting if you want to know about the history of that and how it all came to be. Obviously, picks up the fact that Eddie Murphy was originally going to play Venkman before he dropped out and Bill Murray got the role. So there's a lot of interesting twists of fate in this film. But yeah, John Belushi. Maybe I'm mistooken, um, but I heard that Slimer was based on it was maybe either John Belushi or John Candy. It could be, like, I mean, like, it could be John Candy. Maybe, like, you know. because they died and they were meant to be in it. 
So they instead were like, oh, we'll just make a ghost called Slimer. And I was like, that is some real shade. Let me let me look at it. No, it's John Belushi. You're right. It was John Belushi. It's John. Bel- so John Belushi died. Totally my mistake. My apologies. Uh, John Candy was meant to be who, uh, what's his face, played the, oh, you know, the cheese, you could write it off. It's totally fine. Yeah, but I'm really <laughs> yeah. glad they actually didn't go with John Candy, actually. I think that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think the casting is spot yeah, on for the original. Yeah, perfect I think casting I, across board. Th- John Belushi yeah, is Slimer. There you go. He is in it. Um, <laughs> Okay, there you go. I, 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 I'd love to see a, a Slimer film. Yeah. Did you know that the Slimer, the disgusting blob from Ghostbusters, was in fact modelled on the late John Belushi? That's what it says on Google. I feel like that's a joke that Dan Aykroyd would have written in, knowing that John Belushi yeah. probably would have loved yeah. it. Yeah, you know. So, um, no, it's great because you know John Belushi was uh, unfortunately. Um, left yeah. us too early and uh, we've watched blues brothers and all those kind of films he was in but um yeah but like i say the weird twist of fate that happened with casting sometimes and you, we end up with the four ghostbusters that we get and you know they're great and i, I think what the point we're going to get is since then they haven't been able to emulate anywhere near as no. good what they can do so 40 years on it's still the one to beat and yeah. it's still a classic and stop stop making them that's what i say I'm not. Or just gonna, go in a bold not, new direction, like just drop all the history and just try and create something new from it. You know, or just something new altogether. Well, 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 yeah. just, uh, Space Busters. <laughs> Space Busters. There you go. Yeah. That's something else. Yeah, yeah. Um, just make something new. Maybe only fans and horses. That's the. Uh... <laughs> well, idea pending. <laughs> Patented. Um, so. Yeah, I, I mean, I for one, I'm still going to go see Frozen Empire when it comes out in March. Toby, I assume you're the same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ian? Probably not. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but You've never yeah, you so... convinced me to watch it. No, but you, Chris, you were like, uh, it's all right till the end. And then Toby, you were like, eh, yeah, it's okay. I, I, maybe I'm misselling. I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. Like I, But yeah... I think that the see well no I think if I, maybe I'm not giving it the the fair due diligence because I think the problem is that it's it's come at a point where it along with a multitude of other films are in that era of just rehashing nostalgia and I think we're kind of just at that that end of the ebb and flow where it's just like oh, okay another one where I think if this was earlier on maybe I'd be more welcome to it but at the moment, okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm a little bit less. I'm a little nostalgic out is really where I'm at, and I think this just sort of came. Yeah, and I think this Ooh. probably just came at a poor time, um, because mm. it was like right in the midst of everything, wanting to be a franchise, and you know it was kind of at the peak of where Marvel had sort of dwindled. So I think it was just like oh, just another kind of a didn't quite catch it again. So yeah, maybe I didn't give it the full justice it deserved, but. Okay, give it a go. I'm not gonna watch it. I'm not gonna watch it. Okay, cool. I I like wasting my breath. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I'm sorry. I'm so hurt. You said I was now I'm only two for three. Um, I get I guess the point is Ghostbusters has cast a long shadow over its own franchise from 1984. I think you know, I think at least certain franchises will have. You know, other entries in there that could at least live up to it. But, John Belushi's. <laughs> I mean, the only other one I can think of that does that is like Jurassic Park, where the first one is True, the peak and then it kind of. But, you know, most franchises will have another film that you go, okay, fair, there's another. But I think from mm. what we're kind of getting as 40 years on, it's still unbeatable yeah. in terms of the original. So, it's an episode um, in its own right. How many sequels are better than the originals? Wow, yeah, there you we, go. Talk about we won't talk about um, trilogies ever for Chris's friend. No, no, never doing trilogies <laughs> ever, ever. We're going to do sequels especially, that are better than the original, especially not about how to train. <laughs> um, but um, is that even good? Ugh. Yeah, who's even who's even watched it? Um, yeah, they're great movies. Great movies. It's very good. Your butler's only good films. I mean, uh, Whoa! oh. 
Yeah, he's not wrong. <laughs> I mean, he's a fellow Scott, so I feel like I have to step in here at some point, but I'm only going to step so far. So <laughs> I'll put a toe in. Um, uh, Jared. Uh, anyway. So disappointed. Oh, you let us down. You let us down. That's a discussion we can have. Sequels that, you know, may have surpassed the originals, but in this instance, Ghostbusters, 40 year on, 40 years on, sorry, still wants to be. So if for some reason you haven't seen Dan and Emily, if you haven't seen Ghostbusters, yeah. sorry for all the spoilers. <laughs> if you've Dan. stopped Emily from watching this, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you've to listen to this episode. <laughs> Why? It's been, it's been 40 years. So Let her like watch Dawson. things, man. Let her watch. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. I think that's all the time we have this week, guys. Thank you for chatting to me about all things Ghostbusters. It is one of my favorite films ever. The, the, the comedy films, just films, period. Um, so it's been really nice to celebrate it the way it, it I feel it deserves anyway. So um, thank you again, guys, for joining me. Um, thank, you. thank you, Chris. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you to, of course, all you wonderful listeners as well, especially you, Dan and Emily. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate every every single one of you. Uh, if you've enjoyed listening to us today, you can listen to us talk about all kinds of things on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. We're going to be doing an episode with our friends over at Gay Actually for the Oscars Woo! at the end of the month, um, which I'm livid about, but we'll get into that at the end of the month. Um, I see nothing wrong with any of the nominations. <laughs> you, no, I... you wouldn't Ben Shapiro. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. Um, but Toby's face says it as well. He's not happy, buddy. Um, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. There's nobody. No one's. Uh, but we will be talking about I'm the Oscars. We, we will. You can find us on Instagram at the Phantom Zone Podcast, and you can email us at the Phantom Zone Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and finally, Remember, when someone asks you if you are a god, what do you say? Yes! There you go. Thank you, Toby. <laughs> um, but for now, until next time, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you soon. Goodbye. Bye-bye.